Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet, and more. This podcast episode is all about how fasting works. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. I would love for you to favorite Greener Thoughts, review Greener Thoughts, and also share Greener Thoughts. All of these things will help ensure Greener Thoughts grows. You can reach out to Greener Thoughts and contact the uh, podcast by sending a voice message uh, to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message, or you can send an email to Greener Thoughts podcast at gmail.com. So there are no episode announcements uh, for this episode, so I'm going to just jump right into uh, our uh, first segment, which is always uh, the one uh, where we just talk about the brief headlines that are uh, happening around the world. And recently, uh, this piece, this segment was entitled In Other News, but I came up with a different uh, title for it, and so I think I'll be using this one from now on. It's going to be called Headlines from the Hemispheres, and it's just a quick briefing on environmental news globally. So the first headline is about uh, scary moms in this group uh, fighting pollution. So scary moms are part of the citizen war against pollution in Pakistan. You can learn more about that news piece on NPR.org in the environment section. Now, the city of uh, Lahore in uh, Pakistan's second uh, largest city is among the world's most polluted cities, and that's based on collected data. And so uh, air pollution is a big uh, problem there, and a lot of people die each year because of air polluted-related illnesses in Pakistan. About 128,000 people uh, each and every year uh, get sick. So uh, because of uh, the effects of air pollution in Pakistan, uh, the government, uh, you know, isn't really doing uh, what it's supposed to be doing. And the government is really lessening uh, reliable stats um, available. And they're not really putting out a lot of great data uh, on air quality. So it's really making problems worse. And so one uh, such example of this is that a province around Lahore um, is not uh, and hasn't really updated its air quality data uh, on its site for weeks now, and um, they reported a level um, 166, um, and that's the level of airborne particulate uh, fine uh, particles uh, in the air. The EPA deems that level unhealthy, yet the Pakistani government uh, states that otherwise that that level is somehow uh, satisfactory. You know, that's pretty telling. Um, so, you know, what's the remedy? What's been happening? Well, there has been uh, one such group among many others, um, one a group that's called um, Scary Moms or Scary um, Mimi, 
um, is otherwise known. And it's a clean air activist group. Um, and there, there are also environmental lawyers fighting uh, for better, uh, cleaner uh, air, uh, tech business savvy people, and others. They're also fighting uh, to try and get um, pollution data that's um, cohesive with um, more government action. And they're really calling upon the Pakistani government to go ahead and take action. So Scary Moms is the group, and they're headed by Ayesha. Um, Nasir, she is 35 and she's a champion for moms in Lahore. Um, the uh, aim is to raise awareness and keep kids out of danger from smog and reduce pollution um, and divert uh, kids to uh, uh, school buses instead of singularly driving them to school. Um, and uh, Scary Mom, again, is the group, uh, Scary uh, Amy, uh, Amy Me or A-M-M-I is the uh, name, and it's a spin or a um, just different take on the cliche and stereotype of uh, the demanding um, South Asian mother's um, view. Uh, next, the second headline is uh, all about uh, corn, and it's this different type of brand, Q-U-O-R-N, and how it is introducing a different type of label as, as part of their foods. So corn uh, introduces carbon footprint labels. You can check out more of that news piece on treehugger.com. So it is a UK brand and they're turning up the heat and turning up the transparency and readily are making their uh, carbon footprint information uh, printed on their food product packaging. So they're doing that right now. And their current um, stats that they have about uh, each of their products, their food products, they have the uh, real calculations of the footprint uh, of uh, their uh, food products. So each uh, serving, they have the printed uh, carbon footprint from farm to fork of each food product. So you can see uh, the following statement near the nutritional information on the food package. It says, um, quote, if you care about climate change, you'll care about carbon emissions from food. That's why this product's carbon footprint has been certified by the Carbon Trust, a step in the right direction when it comes to climate change, end quote. The third and last headline is all about herbivores of the sea and how they really do their part when it comes to coral reefs. So large herbivores of the sea help keep coral reefs healthy. You can learn more about that news piece on ScienceDaily.com in the Science News section. So new research comes from a paper uh, from scientists um, from my alma mater at Penn State and also uh, the University of California, Santa Barbara. And you can read more about it specifically in the journal Ecological Monographs. The researchers use data from parrotfish populations uh, from uh, 282 different sites within the Caribbean and they compared these sites to uh, protected reef areas in the Florida Keys. So uh, what was done uh, then was that they wanted to just find um, out how parrotfish populations are affected by things like fishing. And so you may be asking, what did they find? 
Well, they found that uh, the variety and the placement of fish sizes did change and uh, fishing selectivity uh, removes bigger, larger parrotfish. And uh, in total, parrotfish uh, that are left happen to be really, really small, just smaller types of parrotfish. So uh, some solutions are to work on uh, better fishing strategies and make sure those are exercised in vulnerable coral reefs within the Caribbean uh, so that they will not continue to be at risk. So my reasoning for this episode is simply because, you know, with a new year comes uh, new purposes, new uh, goals for us. Uh, some are renewing their resolutions from last year. Some are setting new, uh, more different and diverse uh, types of resolutions and goal setting uh, tasks. And uh, it's a chance to, you know, aim higher than what you've already done before. And each year, uh, something new uh, will arise within you and you'll work on that. That's the goal, at least within the first few months um, of each new year. Now, uh, some may uh, aim to lose weight, um, maintain greater health and wellness. And these, you know, should all be priorities um, that we all, you know, strive for. You know, who doesn't want to be healthy? So, you know, I think for... A lot of people, you know, nothing tastes better than how good being healthy feels. And uh, with that, I think one of the ways in doing that is fasting um, in moderation, of course. But I think it is a great tool um, to use if you use it smart. Um, And I think fasting has many different great benefits that we will learn about more together. Um, And I can talk about my uh, experience of fasting and it's been great. Um, and also, you know, fasting as a whole, it does have tons of different benefits and, and some may enjoy, um, more the, the benefits of fasting more than others, you know, like better memory, weight loss, of course, um, you know, giving your body a break from, you know, the intensity of eating and, and just, the purpose of eating is fine, but it's great to sometimes take a break from that to also detox and relieve your body. Um, and you can also focus on other things than, you know, your next meal and where it's coming from. So, you know, with fasting, it does take a lot and you learn a lot. And um, I'll get into my experience of it and, and what I learned from when I did it um, some years back. There's a ton of patience and willpower amongst other types of um, uh, virtues and attributes. So uh, in that, I want to get started. And so we can talk about uh, the benefits of fasting, what it is, um, how you can structure it to kind of fit your needs and what some popular plans um, of fasting kind of look like. Um, So I want to start off just letting you know that the source for this news piece comes from Mother Nature Network. It is otherwise known as MNN.com. And so you can check it out there for more. And so I entitled this piece, The Slow and Steady of Fasting. So I'm going to start off with an overview of the many benefits of fasting because there are a ton. And a lot of people 
um, maybe some who, you know, are listeners out there, you may know um, a fasting head on, head on because um, you, you deal with it in um, a religious um, setting and with purposes that have to do with religion or uh, those who are spiritual. So either way, you may have um, experience with fasting. So, you know, you may know of some of the benefits of fasting. They include um, many things, weight loss, uh, immune system benefits, and getting that kick-started, and well, uh, better brain function. Um, and then also uh, with intermittent fasting, it yields tons of different benefits, like um, having decreased blood pressure and lowered stress and weight loss again, and also a great memory. So improved memory. So whether you are fasting um, extensively or for a longer period of time or intermittently in and out or for a shorter uh, period of time, uh, you are gaining benefits with fasting. So um, in um, fasting, there are some different studies that we're going to talk about in uh, the overview of some of the benefits of fasting. So one of the studies uh, was a recent study, a small study that was published in the journal Cell Metabolism. And some of the um, studies I'm going to talk about, I'm going to also link them in the show notes so you can check them out in full detail for yourself. And you can check it out there in length. Um, So this uh, journal article in the study was published in, again, the journal Cell Metabolism. And it featured 60 participants who randomly uh, either stuck to, uh, number one, their regular eating habits and just uh, ate as usual, or number two, they did the alternative uh, day fasting where um, they had 12 hours of unrestricted food, they could eat whatever they wanted, and then um, for the next 36 hours, they had no food at all. So uh, with that, uh, they also, uh, with having no food on their fast days uh, where, where they weren't eating, they had to eat or had to drink and consume uh, types of, you know, uh, flavored carbonated water or plain green or black tea and also coffee. So the results um, of those who had the alternative fasting first Uh, they lost an average of uh, 7.7 pounds and their calories burned uh, or calories were lowered uh, of their intake was 37%. And then uh, for those who had the regular eating habits, just to compare, uh, they lost uh, an average of 0.44 pounds, uh, which isn't even a pound, and then their calories lowered um, on average was 8.2%. So that's such a drop from uh, those who had the alternative fasting. So alternative fasting has you know different benefits, and you do uh, lose weight, of which I can attest to. Uh, so next, there is another study uh, that's also uh, supporting um, what fasting does. And it was published in the Journal of Endocrinology. And um, it was a bit different because it had um, talked about food access and restricting that. And it had mice that were restricted in their food intake. And so it led to um, increases of hormones and ghrelin. And um, they found that the mice were kind of motivated 
or had those chemicals be motivators for exercise. So with intermittent fasting, uh, the researchers found that uh, it can, you know, boost the effectiveness of your exercise routine, which is helpful. So in fasting, in this intermittent fasting, uh, you can have better, more packed, uh, strengthened exercise routines, weight loss, which, you know, we talk more and more about. And also it can prevent um, health complications uh, like diabetes, like heart disease, which are huge killers um, in the United States. Um, And another study, um, the third study that was um, also published uh, relating to um, fasting, um, was published in the um, journal Cell Metabolism. And it had a small base of 19 participants, and they followed um, fasting of the regimen for um, at least 90 days, so about three months. And the results showed that uh, those um, at the end of the study, they had reduced um, risk factors for aging, cancer, diabetes, and also um, cardiovascular disease. So I love all of that news and how there's so many benefits um, health-wise especially um, in fasting and intermittent fasting and so now we're going to jump to um, how your body is when it is fasting and so you know um, what your body is going through when it is in its state of fasting so with fasting its simple definition is that you're going without food for eight hours or more Um, most days, um, or most times it's when they're talking about more as in like the number of, uh, of hours it it can also be days. So you could be fasting uh, simply for an amount of days as well, because there are people who fast for days. Um, and then, uh, after, uh, that eight or more hours you are, uh, waking when you're going from your sleep, you're waking from your sleep and you are, um, you are also uh, having your body be in fasting mode. So when uh, after those eight more or more hours or however many uh, days and whatnot that you are are going without food, uh, you're waking up and your body is still in fasting mode. And then in the next, what it goes through is that uh, the stored uh, blood sugars, the, the glucose that's in your blood, it uses that for energy and you know your body's fuel is getting low and so after an extended amount of time uh, without food um, about uh, 48 um, hours or more it goes into a state of ketosis Uh, and this is in which your body breaks down fat for energy now as far as toxins are concerned uh, things like your liver uh, lungs colon kidneys um, uh, lymph glands and skin, these all get rid of toxins. Uh, next, I want to talk about the different types of intermittent fasting methods. And um, one of the more popular types of uh, intermittent fasting methods that people try is the 5 2 diet. Uh, so the fasting here really consists of uh, two non consecutive days for eating whatever you want. And then for the rest of the five days within the week, you uh, can um, eat whatever you want. So the first two days, first two non-consecutive days, so whatever days within the week, just two, you can uh, fast. And then for the other five days, you can eat whatever you want. 
the second uh, most popular type of intermittent fasting method is the alternative day fasting in which you can eat what you want uh, one day. So maybe on Monday you can eat whatever you want. And then the day after, literally on Tuesday, uh, you can just restrict yourself and have maybe 500 to 600 calories um, in your day. So that's really that strict uh, fasting and it's that mixed fasting. So one day you can eat whatever you want, Monday, for example, and then the next day you're severely um, limiting your caloric intake. Um, there, uh, the next um, type of uh, fasting method, um, the third one that's most popular is also called the eight-hour diet one. And so uh, within that time frame, within eight hours, you can eat within just that eight-hour window, and then you can fast for the remaining 16 hours. And this is also called the 16-eight um, diet. So next, I want to jump to a fasting and weight loss. So we're going to talk about specifically fasting and weight loss and um, some of the uh, last bits before I get to the notable quotables and then uh, my commentary portion. Uh, so fasting, um, I think, should not only be a tool for you know people in their weight loss journey. It should not be the only uh, tool uh, in their arsenal toolkit. Like everyone uh, should learn different ways of weight loss because fasting, like I said before, is, is not the only way. Uh, fasting is a part of it, but there are other ways, of course, to lose weight. And uh, there are people who fast for you know a number of reasons, like for, for enduring religious holidays, um, you know, where the process of fasting doesn't render any psychological damage or it's not deemed unsafe uh, unless you're re restricted from it. Um, so, you know, someone who's fasting um, and who only just wants weight loss, they're going to really fare uh, worse according to research and especially through things uh, with um, their body image, self-esteem, um, those type of things, they're really going to um, really do harm to them because they're using fasting as a way um, to lose weight and they're dependent on it, which isn't good at all. And one of the largest studies um, of its kind on intermittent fasting, it was done by some scientists um, from, from Germany and from the uh, German uh, Cancer Research Center and so they looked at um, almost 200 people, about 150 people, overweight and also obese participants. And um, those participants did intermittent fasting. And also, they also did a transitional calorie restriction. So uh, over time, they were restricting their calories. And so both of these methods were effective in their health, though uh, overall the caloric restriction diets, those really kept off weight longer um, even years later. So that did a bit more in helping um, the participants be healthy, um, those who were overweight and obese. So again, that cal caloric restriction uh, method worked a bit more, especially in the long haul versus uh, intermittent fasting for weight loss. Next, I want to jump into the notable quotables, and then we will proceed with uh, my commentary. So, quote, 
our normal uh, meal pattern of three daily uh, meals plus snacks is highly abnormal from the perspective of human evolution. That was said of this uh, international group of researchers from the research paper, Meal Frequency and Timing in Health and Disease. Now I'll also link that in the show notes. And the next, uh, intermittent fasting helps the body to rejuvenate and repair, thereby promoting overall health. Also, uh, fasting alone is more powerful in preventing and reversing some diseases than r- drugs. And that was said of uh, Sachi Danada, a panda, uh, who is the associate uh, professor of regulatory biology at the Salk Institute uh, for Biological uh, Studies. All right, so I just want to talk about fasting because I know, you know, for for I think a lot of people, it just it just should not be for the faint at heart. Like if you are having, you know, health issues or you um, are in some, you know, space where you aren't able to, you know, participate in fasting, even for religious reasons, you know, your health is most important. And so we've learned that with fasting, you know, sometimes it's better to have the other method, which is restricting your calories because over the long haul, uh, fasting should not be used exclusively just for weight loss. Um, for the other reasons, you may, you know, use it for detoxing, uh, for giving your body a break, uh, for also just, you know, having uh, time that you don't have to devote to food and meal prepping and everything else. You can just quietly fast and, you know, do other things, exercise, etc. Uh, to lose weight. Fasting does have its place, I think, um, and it takes a lot to go ahead and successfully fast. Um, you know, it takes a lot of patience. Um, it's not an easy feat, um, especially for those who uh, do fasting over, you know, days and many, many days. Um, it takes time to learn how to do, you know, fasting well and to have that self-discipline. Um, you know, anyone who's gone through fasting, it can be um, you know, a bit of a test and, but, you know, it's also a testament for those who have faith, faith, those who, um, you know, believe in the power of fasting and are called to it, you know, by their religion or even their spiritual uh, path that they are on. Um, and I think that, that there's so much diligence in committing to fasting. Um, some commit to it, you know, every year, some multiple times a year, um, there's dedication in it for sure. I know that, um, you know, and I, I'll get to um, my fasting experience I did some years back. Um, and, you know, eating things that make sense, you kind of learn that through um, fasting. I think for me, that's one of the things that I learned. When I uh, fasted, I did it in an act of religious solidarity Um, and even though, um, I wasn't really accustomed to it, I learned that this is, you know, pretty, um, pretty well to do. It's really a a strengthening act and it's purposeful. And I felt, uh, almost superhuman in a way because I felt like, you know, food isn't, it's, it's necessary, 
but it's no need to gorge on it or to constantly think about, okay, my three square meals a day or snacks or anything like that. I was focused on uh, eating, um, you know, when I was uh, supposed to, you know, within that fast and really, you know, uh, stretching it out. And I did it for, uh, I think the whole 30 days and I lost 20 pounds and I felt great. And, um, I, I remember that my stomach, uh, after a while it got used to not eating, um, you know, basically all day. And, um, I learned that willpower is an, is an amazing attribute I've, I've always probably had. Um, and I always, you know, strengthen it. Um, it's never failed me and patience was, um, also something I continue to learn and with the feat of fasting it was quite an accomplishment and something I'm super proud of and, you know, can say that I've done. And there are um, definite reasons why I see people do it, even if there aren't for religious reasons. Because some people, they fast and it feels great to them and they may not be attached to a certain religion or so, but it still works. And so they continue to do it. Um, you know, you can learn to put your mind... Um, you know, to ease when you think of how important it is to, you know, like I said, not focus on food. For me, not focusing on food and focusing on other things I had to do or tasks that were just as important uh, was was great. Um, and it made me think of, you know, those who don't have access to food. You know, it made me think of food differently because, you know, those who may be homeless, for example, um, you know, they... They're thinking about food a lot. And so the pain of, um, and the struggle of not having food readily able to be eaten um, and having that self-discipline, I remembered um, that. And, you know, it was, it was a change maker. It, it made me think of uh, fasting differently and health a bit differently as well. Uh, for weight loss, um, it was... Um, grades and I've kind of maintained that, uh, weight loss, but, um, kind of not. I mean, it's pro it was probably mostly water and muscle and some fat, but that I had, you know, lost uh, during that time. Uh, but for now, for me in weight loss, I do, you know, my squats. I've talked about this, um, some, some time ago, I drink water all the time. I love water. Um, eating those fruits and vegetables, um, it's like a must, can't go without those. And I do uh, my stretching and sometimes yoga. And uh, one of my bigger and better focuses is to have greater sleep, um, especially with um, having sometimes melatonin for, um, you know, my uh, late night um, and, I be, and I'm, you know, at my desk and you know, writing notes are on my computer, and sometimes I do fall asleep or get sleepy or anything like that. Melatonin and, and getting to bed at a reasonable hour is what I need to work on. But those things, you know, help me lose weight, and they can definitely help you lose weight, um, you know, and help you, you know, get better and get healthier. Uh, another thing that, you know, can definitely help you lose weight, it's helped me lose weight, is to not eat when I'm bored or just... Uh, tired or because something's there or because I'm a carb uh, fanatic and you know foodie and love my snacks and whatnot you know not eating and choosing not to eat when bored is definitely uh, something that will make you uh, lose weight 
because it's not there and it's not accessible, uh, you know, just there in front of you. So um, some uh, religious holidays, they do um, have some of the characteristics of, you know, fasting. That's part of um, being a follower of, you know, any of the religions I want to uh, talk about. Um, so, you know, within uh, some of the top, you know, Abrahamic religions, the three ones I'm going to talk about uh, within Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, there are different uh, holidays that have taken place. Um, so with Ramadan, um, you know, that happens within uh, Islam. Uh, its length is 29 to uh, 30 days, and uh, people can fast, and there are certain uh, requirements within uh, fasting in Ramadan. So those who happen to be Muslims know about that. Um, those who um, practice Judaism, they uh, subscribe to Yom Kippur and they follow that. And it's also called the uh, Day of Atonement. And its length is 25 hours. And it's one of their holiest days of the year. And it's observed eight days after Rosh Hashanah. Now, um, those who happen to be Christians, um, they, we follow a, a, a few different uh, types of um, fasting. And one of them is the Daniel uh, fast. And that length is pretty variable with uh, days consisting of three days to about 21 days. And then Lent is also um, a Christian uh, religious uh, holiday and it's celebrated and it's about 40 days, so it's pretty long. Um, and uh, depending on which denomination or um, path of Christianity, um, for you, um, the um, period of Lent will either end on Holy Thursday or Palm Saturday or Palm Sunday, just whatever your beliefs are. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. Is the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So this is the Mother Earth Minutes where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and also save Mother Earth. So the message for this podcast episode and in this Mother Earth Minutes is to Please fast responsibly. Now, uh, if you're, for example, in a vulnerable state uh, and your health condition uh, is you know, worsened or you're not in the best health or maybe you're elderly or young or something of that sort, you know, maybe you should not fast you know, just for safety reasons. Uh, you should definitely visit your doctor or other qualified health professional and they can uh, let you know uh, more information, especially if you're thinking about fasting, but you know, aren't too sure, or if you just want to uh, take some precautions and you know, 
let them know about it if you're thinking about it but they can also give you their uh, medical uh, guided advice so what you can do um, if you're thinking about fasting or um, if you're in a vulnerable state just uh, deterring from fasting altogether uh, some of these uh, tips uh, the length of them come from uh, healthline.com uh, so these are evidence-based and so one of the first uh, tips I have for you is that um, on fasting a day you can just eat of course a small amount of food for example um, in one of the diets the uh, 5-2 diet uh, you can consume close to 25% of your caloric uh, rec- uh, requirements in a day so you can just eat just a quarter um, of your uh, regular um, caloric intake for your day and that's part of the 5-2 diet. Uh, number two is to stay hydrated. This is a must um, and you know with drinking water um, it prevents fatigue, uh, dry mouth and also headaches. Now uh, those who um, may be a part of you know different religious um, fasting um, periods, I think um, drinking water is um, not allowed in, um, I think, a few, if not one of them. Uh, so you should definitely uh, check with your elders or advi- advisors um, who know, you know, about fasting in your particular uh, religion about um, drinking water and trying to stay hydrated. Uh, third uh, is to keep busy during fasting. So I talked on this a little bit earlier. So keeping your mind occupied um, and sort of get your mind off the uh, the pin, the pinch or the the uh, pang and, and pain sometimes of uh, fasting. You know, you get extremely hungry sometimes. So like walking, exercising, um, working with your hands, um, working outside or something, meditating doing yoga, stretching, these type of things get your mind off of uh, fasting and they still keep you healthy because you are exercising, you are burning calories. Number four is to, again, don't fast if you feel unwell, if you are sick under the weather, have a compromised immune system, if you are just not feeling up to par when it comes to fasting, you can, um, you know, fast at another time, have those days tacked back on, um, you know, at the period when you feel safe to go ahead and fast and feel your best. And then the fifth and last uh, fa- um, uh, way to um, go ahead and, you know, do really well for the fasting is to, uh, on the days that you, you know, do eat, eat protein. And if you can, um, then it will definitely offset some of the fasting uh, side effects that you'll have and it can minimize weight loss for you. The ego fact of the day is that a fat cell lives for about seven years. When a fat cell dies, a new one grows to replace it, and the body keeps track of how many cells it has, as well as the amount of fat in each cell. If fat cells are removed by liposuction, for example, the body compensates by growing new fat cells in other areas of the body. That fact was sourced from factretriever.com.
Green the Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Green the Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. All right, everyone, I want to talk about one of my favorite new companies that I've uh, learned about and have bought some new products from, and um, it is called Theirs. And so if you would love uh, for me to review your environmentally related product or service, you can go ahead and let me know by voice message or email. Uh, I've been reviewing a product for a while, since February 2019, and I've been having fun uh, with these different products and letting you know about them. So I'm going to get started and talk about Thayer's. So Thayer's is a trusted natural body care brand with a 173 year history uh, with more years ahead. Uh, Known best for their creative use of witch hazel, it is a staple in their uh, concocted products made to soothe, heal, and pamper your skin and all your bodily needs. As far as their commitment to sustainability, theirs does a lot. Uh, Number one, they are all about creating uh, pure and effective products which are uh, definitely quality and sourced from nature. Number two, they have formulations that are fully free uh, from all types of fake and horrible things like artificial fragrances, flavors, sweeteners, uh, colors, and also dyes. Number three, they have honesty and transparency in their products and their ingredients. Number four, they have packaging and they use um, tons of recycled and renewable materials for sourcing with their products. Number five, their uh, products are free of animal products except um, their uh, beeswax and the rest of their ingredients definitely are 100% cruelty free. And number six, uh, they uh, partner with other organizations that help the environment and uh, health and also they have tons of other ways that they are committed to, committed to sustainability. Uh, for more on the ingredients of there, you can go uh, to their website, www.thayers.com, uh, and then go to uh, their section about ingredients and their glossary there. Now, they have tons of different products on Thayer's website, and so they have uh, 48 products and counting, and they have all types of different products. So there's something for everyone there. They have um, aftershave balm for men, they have shave cream for men, they have deodorant spray, they have also facial toner, facial mists, they have toilettes, um, astringents, um, and getting clean there, uh, blemish sticks for any uh, types of acne or anything like that on the face. They also have body bars, soap bars, uh, lozenges, which they uh, were famous for back in the day and tons of other products. Now to contact Thayer, you can call them at their number 1-888-THAYER. That's 1-888-842-9371. 
You can email them at info at theirs.com and you can mail them at uh, 65 Adams Road, uh, Easton, Connecticut, zip code 06612 in the USA. Now I want to talk about my experience of theirs, specifically their rose petal uh, spray deodorant. I do love it because it's great for um, you know, daily use, you know, showering and everything, have that deodorant on hand. It smells light and fresh. I love the packaging, the uh, paper you know, label to the recyclable, reusable um, uh, plastic uh, spray thingy, uh, spray mist bottle. Um, it's great because, of course, it is recyclable, but also reusable, which I love because I can use it for, you know, as long as needed. Um, and you know, have it for years and years and just reuse it uh, that way, which is one of the better ways um, in the uh, reusing process. I love that um, it has uh, simple but unique ingredients when it comes to their aloe, witch hazel, uh, and, and then other types of good ingredients that are just easy to you know, uh, find in their glossary. You can look more about it. Um, very great, it smells wonderful. I love rose. Um, and you can't go wrong with a good spray and I'm glad because you know it has that versatility there um, with a deodorant spray it's kind of rare to find in the fact that theirs has one great price too you really can't beat that so I suggest if you're looking for a new deodorant um, and you love the smell of rose a natural organic and certified ingredients and witch hazel is your ingredient and you love it you should definitely buy this uh, spray deodorant now, theirs can be found online in several different places, uh, mainly also on their website, theirs, T-H-A-Y-E-R-S.com, Amazon, uh, they're also available on eBay.com, CVS, Target, Ulta, Walgreens, and also other fine stores online and in stores across the country where available. Theirs is on the following social media platforms of Facebook, at Thayer's Natural. They're also on Instagram at Thayer's Natural, all lowercase one word. They're also on LinkedIn at Thayer's Natural Remedies. They're on Pinterest at Thayer's Natural Remedies. They're on Twitter at, at Thayer's Natural. And they're also on YouTube at Thayer's Natural Remedies. Now, when it comes to contacting Thayer's, you can go online to the website, like I mentioned. Uh, com, and you can view the contact us section at the uh, bottom of the webpage to go ahead and contact them directly. All right, everyone, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I thank you all for your patience and uh, having uh, you know, this be in your listening ears, you know, whenever you're listening to this uh, episode. I'm really glad um, to have talked about this topic, uh, learned a few more things about fasting and, you know, sharing my experiences uh, with fasting and how it's helped me and how it is a bit fun, um, definitely a learning experience. And it's not too bad, especially if you, you know, can do it yearly or every few months um, and also alongside your other weight loss uh, types of strategies that you use. Um, if you, you know, learned uh, new things about uh, fasting or Thayer's and their amazing products, be sure to go ahead and share this podcast episode with someone you know. 
Um, I bet you they would definitely love uh, this uh, episode and they can learn a lot about fasting and some other things. So thank you again for supporting Greener Thoughts and uh, I hope that you can tune in uh, next time for uh, more information. Uh, Thank you all again for being patient. Uh, Thank you again for listening and you all take care. Until then, bye. Thank you.